This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what's the first thing you would do? Get outside more? Check in on that friend you've been meaning to catch up with? Maybe learn how to play an instrument? I know I've thought about what I would do with more time in my day, and many people daydream about what they might do in that scenario. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your actual schedule is to know what's important to you and take whatever reasonable steps you can to make those things more of a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can do more of it. Therapy is not just for people who've experienced major traumas. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's fully online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a quick questionnaire that will match you up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash FilmDaily today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash FilmDaily. This episode is sponsored by Marvel Strike Force. If you're looking for a superhero-themed mobile game, look no further. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes like Alliance War and Real-Time Arena. The game is currently celebrating its six-year anniversary, and they're letting new users in on the celebration by providing free stuff, courtesy of our unique link in the show notes. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses, and if you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all of the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We've received a unique promo code, so new users can follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. That's M-A-X-P-O-O-L. Thanks to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Thursday, April 27th, 2023. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the latest film and TV news. This is Slash Film Editorial Director Peter Soretta. Joining me on today's podcast is Slash Film writer and box office analyst Ryan Scott. Hey, hey, everyone. How's it going? Uh, it's been a week, Ryan. Uh, CinemaCon is going on in Las Vegas. We talked about that last time on the podcast. And um, there's a lot of news coming out of that, which I know you you and the team have been uh, cranking it out for the site. Uh, but before we get to CinemaCon, let's talk about uh, something you just wrote up, uh, late breaking news. There's a new Street Fighter movie in the works. Tell there is. It. Uh, yeah, so th- this one is seemingly coming together very, very fast. Uh, Legendary, the studio behind the recent Godzilla movies, uh, Jurassic World, uh, The Dark Knight, a bunch of very big movies, um, uh, landed the rights earlier this month. So this was like several weeks ago, and they have already found directors for the film. Uh, a Hollywood Reporter recently uh, reported that uh, Danny and Michael Philippou. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. I apologize if I butchered your name. Uh, they directed a, a, a horror flick called Talk to Me that A24 is putting out this summer. I had the chance to see it at Fantastic Fest. It is really, really good. Um, and apparently uh, uh, good enough that it got them in the door to make a gigantic, a, a, a prob- potentially gigantic franchise movie. Um, no word yet on who's going to write the thing. No word yet on casting, anything like that. But... You know, these guys, presumably, as soon as they're done with this press tour, 
here in July. This is this is what they're doing. So, uh, you know, that that that's about what we know right now. OK, what uh, you know, obviously I've played Street Fighter. Everybody's probably played Street Fighter at some point. One, one of the versions of Street Fighter that Street Fighter movie is notoriously uh, one of the worst movies. <laughs> Although, didn't we recently have an article on the site defending its honor? I think, I think someone I, maybe I no, it wasn't. It was. it, I think it was. Didn't someone go to bat for the Mario Brothers movie? Isn't that what happened? I'm not oh, sure. maybe. Uh, I believe. I believe that was Sandy. Not to throw. That was what was <laughs> weird. I got to tell you, that was what was weird when that new Mario oh. movie came out. There was like a bunch of sort of people trying to reclaim that '93 Mario movie, and I'm like, look, man, we don't need to take back every movie that was bad. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Maybe it was the Mario movie. Oh, no, no. Uh, I have, wait, what is it? Uh, the, the well, 1994, know- the 1994 street fighter movie is good actually. And yes, I want to fight about it. And it was written by Jeremy Smith. That, that makes perfect wow, sense. Okay. I missed that one. All right. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Uh, well, I do not agree with Jeremy, but it's a fun movie to watch, despite the fact that I don't, I don't think it's good. But like, is there enough there in the video game to make a movie? I think if you can make a Street Fighter movie, I, I don't, or, uh, not a Street Fighter, I'm sorry, a Mortal Kombat movie. And look, I'm not saying it's apples to oranges. They are very different. And the Mortal Kombat movies have a lot of lore to them. I'm not as much of a Street Fighter guy, uh, but but I mean, I, I don't see why not. I think especially in, in an era where studios are very much cracking the code on video game stuff as of late um this makes a lot of sense to me and i think that you know you've got uh you know nearly 50 million games sold over something like 45 years uh yeah i mean this is a or 35 years or whatever it is it's like it's a very enduring um, I, don't, I don't doubt that there, there's audience recognition and there's like a brand name and people will go to see it just based on that brand name alone. What I'm wondering is, is there enough character development, del- uh, you know, enough character development to make a good movie? out? <laughs> I think you can. You think you can. Like I, pl- I just watched uh, with my girlfriend the other night. I watched Rampage again. And like the thing with that is that was an arcade game that was literally just like monsters destroying cities. Say yeah. what you will about that movie. They they managed to put a story around a monster, a very simple concept. And for a time, that was the second highest grossing video game movie behind only Warcraft. And I think it was more roundly liked. So, you know, I think it's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. OK, let's get into CinemaCon. Uh, let's jump into it. We have uh, three studios that presented since the last time we talked. Uh, Paramount, Universal and Disney. Again, we have a lot of coverage on the site. Uh, ben Pearson is there in person, and uh, our whole staff has been writing up the coverage as it comes out. But there's a lot of footage being shown, uh, which obviously we haven't seen, so we can't comment on, and we're not going to like read recaps of footage. So we're we're not here for that. We're here to tell you about like you know the the more newsworthy bits to come out of the CinemaCon. But if you want to hear about you know you know, Oppenheimer footage or the footage they showed from Wicked or, you know, any of that. Uh, there's a lot of, Disney showed a lot of footage. Uh, go to SlashFilm.com. There's a ton of coverage up. But let's start first with Paramount. Uh, I think that, you know, they opened their panel uh, with one of the, the most obvious announcements. Uh, Smile is getting a sequel. I mean, we knew that was coming, right? I mean, yeah, that was plus that was already sort of confirmed by way of like a mention in a Hollywood Reporter article because Parker Finn signed a deal with Paramount 
you know, so, but yeah, of course, I mean, with the, the way horror works with that level of success, there's no way they're not going to make a sequel. So of course. Uh, yeah, it, it, it seems obvious. Seems like it's a, it's a home run to do a sequel. Uh, the we, we were talking the other day about the Transformers animated movie that's in development. This is coming from director Josh Cooley, who, you know, longtime uh, director at Pixar, or, you know, he worked at Pixar for many years. He directed Toy Story 4. And uh, this movie uh, is kind of like the, you know, Transformer uh, Transformers Begins on uh, Cybertron. And they, they announced that the title of this movie is going to be Transformers 1. They're spelling out O N E. What do you, what do you think of that title? I don't care about the title. I'm so excited about this. It's fine. It's a prequel. It's an origin. One makes sense. Whatever. I don't care. I am so, so <laughs> deliriously excited about this movie. I just want to like transport to next summer where I get to watch this in like kingdom of the planet <laughs> of the apes. I just like put me in cryo freeze. Okay. Let's talk about the cast because they actually announced a voice cast here and for the most part, I am very impressed by this. Okay, so Chris Hemsworth is going to be playing young Optimus Prime. I can see that. Brian Tree, Tyree Henry will be voicing Megatron, young Megatron. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key seems to be like everybody. How has Keegan-Michael Key become like the voice actor? Like he's like, you'll see by the end of today, there's an, another project that he's voicing someone in. Uh, he's voicing young Bumblebee. Scarlett Johansson as Alita, John Hamm as Sentinel Prime, Lawrence oh. Fishburne as Alpha, uh, Alpha Trion. Is that yep. you say? Um, yep. the, the thing I like about these actors is usually, you know, you see a lot um, post, uh, I guess it started with, um, oh my God, what's his name that used to run Disney uh, during the uh, Renaissance era of uh, Katzenberg, sorry. Um, during the Katzenberg era of Disney, like, you know, big big names being cast in animated uh, films. And I I feel like a lot of that stuff I, I usually don't like, but here it seems like they pick some really strong voices. Like John Hamm as a Transformer, yes. Lawrence as Fishburne Sentinel as a Prime, Transformer. That's so yeah. good. And, and yeah, you're talking like, Especially Brian Tyree Henry as Megatron, that is outstanding casting. Yeah. These don't seem like names to get butts and seats. These seem like they're just like the perfect people to play these characters. Um, yeah. But uh, Brian Tyree Henry, by the way, one of the best actors we have. Like the amount of emotion he gives to Miles' dad in that first Spider-Verse movie, like, I don't know. that That's a guy who understands to me, like the 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 art of, of voice acting in it, you know, like as its own thing, aside from being like a really good actor when you see him on screen. So that's interesting to me. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, so the animated Avatar The Last Airbender movie, uh, they announced it's going to follow Aang and like the whole crew there. But I guess the un the surprising thing here, it's going to they're going to be adults. They're like late 20s, early 30s, at least judging by the image they showed on screen at CinemaCon. Uh, did you watch Avatar The Last Airbender? I, I did. Uh, that was one of those movies. I, I, uh, my, I have a much younger brother and sister, and uh, my mom worked nights, so there were times where when I was a little bit older, in my 20s, I'd go, have to go over and kind of pop over and keep an eye on them, and I'd show up the one day, and my brother's got, I think, uh, one of the Nickelodeon channels on, and it like was literally just the first episode was starting. I'm like, what is this crap you're watching? Next thing you know, I kid you not, I sat at my mom's for, I think, six or seven hours watching the entire first season with my brother uh, in one sitting, and, and then I went down the rabbit hole. It's an incredible show. 
yeah, it's a great show. Uh, if and if you haven't, <laughs> I feel like if you're listening to this, you probably have seen it. But if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did Dave Filoni work on that show in the he first did. season? He did. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you're you're into Star Wars and you like the animated stuff and what's going on in Mandalorian, maybe maybe go check out Avatar: The Last Airbender. Anyways, uh, wh- what do you think about doing them doing an Avatar: The Last Airbender animated movie following them as adults? I, of course, I'll totally watch this. <laughs> I, I like. I'm. I'm so in. The only thing is, I never, even though I have it, I have the Blu-ray set. I have. I never watched Legend of Korra, but I, I intend to. To tend tend to do that at some point, but yeah, of course I'll watch this. This is a no brainer to me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Rihanna has been cast in the next Smurfs movie, which is going to be directed by Chris Miller of Puss in Boots fame. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, Rihanna is obviously not. Uh, you know, she she has credits and stuff like that. Like, but I'm guessing they're like I'm guessing there's going to be some singing, maybe. I would assume so because they might be trying to do like the trolls thing where like, you know, trolls leaned in with like pop stars, Justin Timberlake, particularly. And Anna Kendrick is a very talented musician as well. So like, you know, them sort of leaving those trolls movies to make a lot of money. I kind of see where they might be trying to go with that here. Yeah, that, that's what I suspect there. Not, not that uh, not to discount Rihanna as an actress or as a voice actress. I'm guessing they they needed someone that can uh Sing, uh, I thought Rih- I thought Rihanna was really good yeah. in uh, Ocean's Eight. Like I I know I I, I again quite, yeah yeah. So <laughs> so but but I also like I'm also not the target for like a Smurfs movie. I don't particularly care that that's happening. But like again, you need kids movies. We've seen with the Mario movie the amount of money that Mario movie is making. There is room for kids movies out there. So I of course you should make this and and give family something to go see. It's just weird to me that like. um uh, I don't know. It's, it's I didn't really like that first 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 movie, so I guess I I should just shut up. I'm 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 just gonna move on. Okay. Uh, a Quiet Place Day One takes place in New York. Uh, it's gonna follow Lupita Nyong'o uh, as a mother trying to survive following the alien invasion, and uh, Joseph Quinn and Alex Wolf also star. Uh, I mean. I don't know. Like I loved a quiet place. I, I like the sequel. I like, I don't know. I, I don't, do you think a quiet place really needed to become like this big s- franchise with spinoffs and stuff? Here's the thing. Uh, I, I, whether or not I think a quiet place was my favorite movie of 2018. So like I very, you know, love so that good, movie, but it's By seriously the way, so good. That's one of those cinematic experiences that I think back on being in the theater and people afraid to like eat their candy, like during like the, you know, it's so quiet. And so, yep. I don't know. It's just like such a memorable cinema. Cinema. It's, be- it's the best. I was at the world premiere at South by Southwest. It was the best thing I've ever done. It was amazing. But, but uh, I mean, look, here's the thing. Okay, fine. With success, you're These things are going to happen. I thought a quiet place. Part two was very good. And you have Michael uh, Sarnowski, who directed Pig directing this thing. So like, it's not like you're getting some, you know, shabby filmmaker to do this. Like you're getting a really good director to, to make this. And you've got Oscar winner Lupita Nyong'o and Alex Wolf, who's great in there. I mean, look, they're they're really not messing around with these movies. So my thing is like, okay, fine. Financial stuff necessitates you make this movie. It doesn't seem like they are 
pulling any punches. They are giving these things the resources and attracting talent to do it. So that, to me, assumes there's a pretty damn good story to tell here to attract that level of talent. So I'm into it. I mean, we'll say this. We've gotten a lot of post-apocalyptic movies and TV shows in the last 10 years. And I think one of the most interesting parts of like any kind of apocalypse tale is the day one when the, you know, the shit hits the fan. Well, that and, was, the, that was one of the amazing things in a quiet place part two. There's that opening sequence where you see, you know, when the aliens invade that smaller town that Krasinski and his family is from. Um, yeah. But I think the idea, the other thing here is you're seeing big city like in New York, because the first two movies did not take place in a big city by any stretch of the imagination. So that's going to be an entirely different type of chaos. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm actually interested to see this. Uh, I just, I don't know. I'm a little weary because I'm like, do we really need this to be a big thing? But I don't know. The other thing is like, you know, after the first film, we already have the solution on how to kill these monsters, right? Like, well, a certain very small percentage of the population has that solution and they only figured that out through very unique circumstances. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm not saying, and that solution is not something obvious, right? Like it's not like an obvious solution that people, it's not like water and signs. And this is also, and this also isn't like, cause they are going to obviously make a third proper movie, I think, but like this is day one. So clearly nobody's got any solutions. Everyone's just trying to survive, you know? So yeah. like, so you're sort of divorced from, from we need solutions. Like I think in that third move, that third movie, you might maybe need to start approach wrapping things up with that main story, but that's not to say there aren't other corners of the universe you couldn't explore. Yeah. I'm not criticizing it for like the people on day one, not knowing how to, take down these these alien these creatures and stuff like that what i guess i'm just thinking about us as like an audience that knows how and like we're going in there and it's like maybe they'll play with that do you know what i mean maybe they'll play with like the solution being kind of like right in front of the character's faces but they 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 don't see it do you know what i mean that kind yeah, of and um, could, absolutely and you know the monsters like- behind you kind of thing Right. And even like in the first movie or in the second movie, it's not like them having that solution made things super easy. You know, yeah. like there's you still have to figure out a way to en masse make that work to your advantage. So, yeah, I do think that I don't know. I still think there's interesting stuff to explore there. Even the fact that you and I are having this conversation to me suggests there's stuff. to explore. <laughs> I, th- I think this conversation has sold me on this movie. Uh, the, the New York aspect of it, which I didn't really think about, even though I wrote it in our doc, I was like, yeah, we really haven't seen that. So no, not at all. Okay. Uh, we still have universal and Disney to talk about work, but we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. What's so special about hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. Hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Okay, let's talk about Universal. Uh, they showed they ended this presentation showing the first footage from John uh, Chu's Wicked. His uh, multi-part, uh, it's going to be the first part. It's it's split into, it's one play, but it's being split into two films, which I think has gotten a lot of criticism from everybody. Um, but, and they showed an image from this a couple weeks back, right? And a lot of people were criticizing 
the image for how dark it looked. Yeah, they showed two. They showed two images, and they were just like, I mean, there's been a lot of criticism of like films and TV shows being too dark. This was like next level. Like, what are you doing? Especially for a movie that's based on uh, based on the Wizard of Oz, and even the you know the play. I've seen it. Uh, it's very colorful. You know, I mean, it's not like. <laughs> It, it's not very dark. So anyways, uh, so there was the criticism of the, the two parts. There's criticism of the early image. They did show some footage at, you know, at the Universal presentation. And uh, what everybody kind of said online, I'm not going to describe the footage and stuff like that, but the reaction is that uh, it looked a lot more colorful, that they, they were, it showcased the huge scale, like that all the like it looked like a lot of huge practical sets not like uh you know they're trying to push that this is being filmed on huge practical sets and not just like you know the volume or cg and john m chu was there and he said uh you know for one scene they planted nine million real multicolored tulips for the set of like you know where you see the city of oz um so yeah I mean, I, I'm excited for this, even though it's two films. I, 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 I still think it's stupid to make this two films. That seems like I've not seen the play. I can't speak to that. Um, I, I just really don't like musicals, so I am not the target <laughs> audience for this. Um, I, I think Cynthia Erivo is like a generational talent. I think she is incredible. So like good for her. And I think this is a good use of her talents. But this just really isn't this. This is not for me, for sure. So not like, for you. I go, also, I this, go. Ryan, I, I'm not a musical person. There's like only a few musicals that I like, uh, but I, seeing this on the stage was was just delightful. So I don't know. I, Maybe. I, that's probably true. I just think for me, the biggest problem is that like when even though you're you're but I although I will say Wicked and like Wizard of Oz is one of those things where like that fantastical world to me, you can sort of buy a little bit more into the concept of a musical, whereas like when you're watching, you know, like <laughs> walking down New York and, city and then they right, start, it's just like, yeah. and then they bust into song and dance to, and nobody addresses this. And it's just like, this is just how the world works. And you're like, all right, I don't know. But I think in this case it could work, but we'll see. I'm, I'm, I, the one thing I did see everyone say is that they, they the, the word I kept seeing was expensive. Like everyone thinks it looks very expensive. Yeah. I, I will say this about musicals. The one thing I really hate about movie musicals it is it most times it seems like when there's a musical number, it's like the plot stops and it's like the music, you know, we're, we're presented with the music number and it almost feels to me like someone who's invested in the story, it feels like a, uh, it's frustrating and it's like kind of this bump in the road that like, uh, let's get past this. I need to get to the story. You know what I mean? Uh, so that, that's how I kind of feel, usually feel about uh, some of the, some musicals. Anyways, uh, let's talk about fast 10 uh (laughs) diesel was there apparently he gave he went off script uh even said at one point like uh, i'm gonna i'm not reading from the teleprompter you guys don't want to hear me read from the teleprompter and uh gave a speech that people i I wish was online you're not allowed to film there but apparently it was uh hilarious people really enjoyed it uh but what was announced there is that uh part two of fast x We'll hit theaters sometime in 2025. I mean, that's not a big surprise, right? Because they're kind of filming them back to back. No, that's par. That's par for the court. Like that's a two year break between sequels. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, uh, and, and he also claimed that the uh, the Fast franchise is the quote longest running franchise with the same actors in movie history. What, what do you think of it? Because I, I like after I saw, you know, uh, 
you know, the Flash trailer and you see... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't you know. Maybe Keaton he meant as, like the core Batman. ensemble, not just one actor. I don't know. But the the one thing he also said on stage, we talked about this a little bit last night, was uh, us in the slash film Slack that uh, the for twenty years the Fast and Furious movies have been the highest grossing movie in those respective directors' career. Going all the way, so like every director who's directed a Fast and Furious movie, that is the highest grossing movie of their career. Wow. I think that's pretty interesting. That is interesting. But I was just wondering if this, like, this claim from Vin Diesel, I didn't do much research into it, but it doesn't seem, like, I, I guess, I guess, I like, guess he's it, saying I guess it's it, multiple when you people. Say, when you say actors, what's the cutoff there, right? Because, yeah. like, I, cause I guess that, like, and also without breaks, I guess, presumably, is what he's getting at, because, you know, you had, you know, a lot of the but Star that, Wars but actors. But he didn't say that Fast franchise is the longest running franchise with the multiple uh, actors from the original film without breaks. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, I get it, it wasn't that. I, I look, and I don't know why I'm trying to fight so hard to make this work, <laughs> but like, but I, but I, I, I kind of sort of see. I think he's just trying to make a point. And he did it poorly, but you know, yeah. it is interesting how long. I mean, we're first Fast Furious was what 2001. Was he original? Yeah, I mean, my I God, think so. 22 Around there, years yeah. already? That's crazy. So it's be 25 years almost by the time. I mean, that that's such a, it's such a weird miracle uh, for better or for worse. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. It's crazy. Has anybody written a book about the making of like that franchise? Because it's so interesting, especially with Vin Diesel, like not like coming back for the, you know, the sequel. And then he got talked back into it. And no, no, he negotiated the Riddick rights to do it. Like, that's what's crazy. That's why we got that Riddick movie, because like he was so wild to me and like good on him for like, you know, but I just so insane. Yeah, but I, I know there's so many stories there that would be interesting to read. Anyways, uh, they also at the Universal panel, they touted out Kung Fu Panda 4, which is going to be directed by Mike Mitchell uh, from Lego Movie 2 and Trolls and Shrek Forever. The plot was revealed. Uh, Poe receives a promotion and has decided or has to decide on who is going to be the next Dragon Warrior. And he meets with this female fox warrior named Chen to possibly be his successor and the pair uh, don't get along at first, but they must travel into the city and put aside their differences to battle the chameleon, a sorcerer who can summon every single villain from the past films back from the dead. And uh, you know that the chameleon will, uh, what are your thoughts on the Kung Fu Panda franchise? And what do you think of this sequel plot? I saw the first Kung Fu Panda. I liked it. I never followed up with it. I have no feelings about this whatsoever. Other than that, it makes sense to do it from a business perspective. It's been, it'll it'll have been eight years by the time this movie comes out. And the first three movies came out within an eight year span. So I think that's like almost enough time to get a little bit of nostalgia going. Um, and yeah, I mean, these movies made a ton of money, of course. And then you kind of get to bring everyone back. Like, you know, so there's, uh, sure, of course. Like, I, I, I don't, I, of course you make this movie. Like, that's all, that's about all, that's that's my feelings on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Kung Fu Panda franchise is delightful. It's fun. Jack Black is having fun with it. Do we need a fourth film? Does this, this, does this feel like they're just trying to do a money grab? Yes. 
It really does feel like that way. But, but um, sometimes, like, like I, I would, I was the first person to think Toy Story Four was going to be a terrible idea, and, and yeah, lo and behold, that ended up being pretty damn good. So, like, so you know, like, well, I, you never know. Yeah, um, it, it is an interesting idea to bring back the all the villains from the previous films. Uh, that 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 is that is nifty. I'll say. Uh, so okay, the cast was announced for Illuminations' next movie, which is called Migration, and this is Camille uh, Elizabeth Banks, Keegan Michael Key. See, he, yeah, he's becoming yeah, yeah. a big voice actor now. Aquafina, Danny DeVito, uh, and this is written by White Lotus creator Mike White. I love how everybody that writes up like anything with him, I was like Mike uh, White Lotus creator, but like they don't realize that, or they don't like you know take into the fact that you know he was School of Rock. I was gonna say School of yeah. Rock star Mike White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but no, but I think that's interesting that he wrote this. Yeah, yeah, I know it is, uh, and it's a road trip family comedy, but with ducks. Have you seen so, the trailer for this? I have not. I don't think I've seen a single Illumination movie that I actually love. Like the <laughs> like, I sort of there have been a couple that I like. This I like that the trailer was good. This looks interesting to me. Like I actually might like I I don't know that I'd go so far as to say that I'm excited about this movie, but I'm very interested in this movie. Illumination makes a lot of money and it plays to the broadest audience audiences as possible. And I think, uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of filmmakers that have worked with illumination in the past and they're like, they're like, uh, Chris Melodondry doesn't care about plot. He doesn't care about story. <laughs> he just wants, you know, as get as many gags and gimmicks into, into the movie as possible. He wants people laughing, which is, it's an approach. It's an approach. The, man, the man's track record speaks for itself. Like it makes it's lots of, of money. It makes lots of money. So like, I'm not, I don't begrudge that. Like there, and, and, and the thing is when things make money time and time again, and over and over again, it's clear that there's an audience for it. And I don't like, what, who am I to say? You're not supposed to enjoy this. Like, so by all means, but, but I will say this looks like a bit of a, a bit of a different, like, approach for them and and i and it seems fun to me i'm i'm into it yeah um okay we have the disney presentation which honestly there wasn't much revealed at the presentation yeah it was a lot of stuff that had already been shown between other conventions like they showed footage they'd already seen before so like it was all it was a lot of it wasn't new yeah, and uh, even stuff that they did show, it's like, you know, there weren't any reveals for us to really talk about. But you, you can read the coverage on Slash.com. But the one thing I did want to point out is Gareth Edwards. Uh, you know, he did uh, Rogue One. He did Monsters. Uh, he His next movie was going to be called True Love. has been retitled The Creator. This is coming from 20th Century Fox, which is under, obviously, uh, Disney ownership. And this has John David Washington playing a man who has to protect uh, a non-human child. I don't know if it's like a cyborg or an android, but it's uh, during this apocalyptic war between humans and artificial intelligence in the like the near future. Uh, all the footage has described this as very visually stunning. Uh, a lot of comparisons to District Nine. Uh, Gareth Edwards hasn't done a film since Rogue One. I'm excited for insane that yeah. he has that that man made Godzilla and then went right into Rogue One. Both of those movies tremendously successful. And he, but we've talked about this though that like 
it's I've I, I like Gareth Edwards movies. He's he's not made a single movie I don't like. I think Monsters is great. I will defend that 2014 Godzilla until I am dead. And I love Rogue One, but the man was not given a call to be involved in that Andor show, and that to me is one of the most telling things. That like Lucasfilm, they went with the guy who came into the rewrites and the reshoots, not the guy that made that is credited as the director on that movie. And I'll I don't know that that's interesting, especially because he seemed available, you know, yeah. <laughs> like he had. But I, but I remember when this movie got announced, apparently he had been look, the guy made a lot of money. So it's like, you know, he, he clearly didn't have to do anything for a minute. So I think he 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 wanted to take his time, reset, figure out what do I really want to do? And this was what he settled on. So I guess he really took his time. To be like, what do I really want to make? And this is what he really wanted to make. Yeah. And just on the surface, this sounds kind of like a more blockbuster version of, you know, the Steven Spielberg uh, Kubrick AI kind of. It kind of has like th- that kind of feel to it. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm all for this kind of this kind of sci-fi movie. And I'm oh, I'm way on board with this. I'm really excited to get a look. And I love John David Washington. I mean, that, the more that the more that guy acts, you're like, oh yeah, of course that's Denzel's kid. You know what I mean? Like you're it's a real. Because <laughs> I even watched back in the day. I watched the first few seasons of Ballers, that rock show on HBO, and he's in that. And that was kind of before he really caught on. And I was like, man, that's, he's a good actor. Like. And yeah, he, I didn't, that was before I realized he was Denzel's kid. And then now it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Denzel's kid. So I'm, I'm into this, man. I'm into this. Yeah. Okay. Well, that does it for today's edition of Slash Home Daily. You can find more of all of our work at SlashFilm.com. You can find this podcast on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please send us your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to us at Peter at SlashFilm.com. And please rate and read this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word, and we'll see you tomorrow. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.